Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Good morning, Beverly. How are you doing today? Good morning, Jenny. I'm doing great. It's dark and cold here. How about there? You know, it's dark and cold here too, but we feel like we missed all of the ice storm that people have been talking about. So it's it's weird. It'll be yesterday it was in the mid 40s, which is not particularly cold, and it was it was like sharp. Like the cold was different. The temperature said you shouldn't be feeling this a bunch, but the there was something about the sharpness or the coolness of it that was that was like painful. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really cold here. Like on Friday, it was like a feels like temperature of seven or something. I mean, like yikes, which is below zero for those using Celsius. Yeah, and that's not legit. That's not a well thing that should zero. be true. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there are certain temperatures that are illegal, and that's one of them. So. Yeah, it was really cold. We had we had some really cold days, but today it's supposed to warm up to like forty eight, and I'm super excited about that. Oh, well, that's nice. That's nice. Well, this month, we, uh, of course, we have our new sponsor for PF Hot Stuff, which is Fostering Sewing Patterns, who's offering three stuffed animal patterns, which I that think is really exciting. That is really exciting. And I was thinking this would be like a cute Valentine's Day gift, too. Although that is past true. Valentine's Day gift, Valentine's Day, when people win them, people could go and buy them now. That is 100% true, but they are... I don't know. I, I think there's something really neat about this idea of stuffed animals. Now, that's something I have not done a particular amount of in terms of my sewing. How about you? I've only done knitted um, stuffed animals. Oh, that's cool. I hadn't even thought about knitting them. Yeah. Um, it, like, have you done the, is it called Argurami? Yeah, that's crochet. Oh, you're right. That is crochet. So, um, but I have I have done one little one like that, and that's actually crochet makes it much easier for twist and turning, you know. But I have made um, I made my niece Eloise a elephant out of a knit one. I love that. That's yeah. really neat. I don't think I've knit any, but I think that's partly because I I'm not sure I believe that knitted ones would. Um, what do you call that? Like handle the stuffing. You know what I mean? Well, I, I think I'm a do. loose knitter. <laughs> yeah, but you just have to use smaller needles. <clears throat> oh, I guess smaller needles would make up for a lot of new loose knitting, yeah. which I had not thought about. So that's uh that's pretty cool. Well, what have you been up to lately? Well, I speaking of knitting, I finished knitting a sweater. <laughs> um so that's this is not a knitting podcast. Um, but I I had, I've been working on this. I start, well, say I've been working on it. I did not work on it much, but I started it a few years ago. This sweater, it's called Breathing Space by Vera Valley Maki. And, um, it's a, a fingering weight yarn. Um, and it has like, uh, it, it, most of it's striped and it also has short rows. So it's on the diagonal. It's a pretty, nice sweater but it had no sleeves at the beginning of football season and so I was determined that by the end of football season it would have sleeves and it did because in the first game of the playoffs I finished um finished my sweater but I have very little sewing to show for this right now so you know 
It's okay. I think when you're sitting and watching playoff games and other things associated with that, you're going to be more apt to knit than you are to sew. And it can be an honorary knitting podcast for today. <laughs> so, okay, I think how, that's how totally you been doing? So, I've been sewing, but not like at the speed that I normally do. My, my, I've had a lot of other things going on, which have sort of slowed me down a bit. But um, I've made two different color-blocked York pinafores. Now, this is the Helen Closet pattern that's oversized. And I recently discovered that if I didn't oversize it, I really like it. Okay. Um, so I'm making it in a 22 for the chest size, which is probably about spot on for my chest. But on the hips, I should be up at that 30 and instead, I'm hanging out between 24 and 26 for the, the hip area. Okay. And it's really easy to modify this one because it's just, it comes straight down from the chest and swoops out wings to go over your hips. And so you just do the 22 straight down to the swoop and you swoop your way out to the 26 and call it a day. It's pretty, mm. pretty simple as far as that goes. When you're color blocking, I'm adding a seam allowance at the center instead of cutting on the fold. I mm -hmm. cut it with the seam allowance for the center and sew it together and then top stitch it down. I've done these where I'm using a solid linen and a check linen. Mm. Um, I like it because when you're only cutting half of the front out of the check linen, it's um, super easy to line that up on <laughs> appropriately down the line. Yeah. right? And so when you sew it up, it looks it gives your eyeball the impression that you've done something pattern matchy, even though you definitely haven't. All you've done is sew a straight line that yeah. it was easy for you to cut and line up with a solid. Like there's no pattern matching, but it feels pattern matchy. And I don't know how to explain that, but to my eye, it's one of those where you're like, oh, look at that, even though it's not that impressive. But I've made two of those. Too, if by yeah. doing it all with linen is that... Um, you know, I'm sure it's a yarn dyed linen. So, um, yeah. so you can't <clears throat> accidentally cut the wrong way, you know, like, cut Oh yeah. Hand. Yeah. Yeah. Your, cool. your grain stays perfect. Everything about it is beautiful. I really, really love it. And it's been a great way to use up some fabric that I've had larger scraps of, but not enough to even make myself like a boxy top out of because mm -hmm. without color blocking, I mean, I could have made yeah. a boxy top instead of a pinafore, but yeah. But there'd be color blocking involved no matter how you look at it. And when I realized that I just, this um, Merchant and Mills orange check that I had bought a while ago, mm -hmm. I just really wanted to make something else out of it. I, I love that fabric. And when I realized I had enough to almost make a York pinafore, it mm -hmm. was just a matter of deciding what I would contrast it with, which is easy to do because I have I have a, a not insubstantial number of linen scraps around the house. <laughs> so one thing I like to, so on the front, you know, you've chosen what to use for your little kangaroo pouch on the front. Um, you know what I was thinking? I was like, oh, one thing that would be fun is if you had it half, half and switched. You mm -hmm. know, so, yeah. Have you thought about doing that? I have. And if you look at some of the, at my Instagram for one of the overalls I can't talk about because it is not sized appropriately. Okay. Um, the front pocket on the bodice of that overall, on one of mine, I made the overalls color blocked as well. And I reversed the oh, center front okay. patch pocket. So I did it there. I haven't done it with the marsupial yet. And I think I haven't in part because there's something I'm liking about how it disappears in the solid yeah. and is really visible on the check. 
it's like that dissonance for some reason yeah. really appeals to me. So I haven't yet, but it's definitely a possibility. I've got um I've got a couple more Yorks sitting on my my stool next to me waiting to be sewn up. I'm I'm in the middle of a bunch of projects right now. Um, none of which are are quite ready, including I've got a York that I've cut out of um a slightly stretched denim in white. Oh that I'm going to make and probably wear at least once, but then I will be dyeing that one. I'll be ice dyeing that one. So oh, nice. I figure, you know, I'll get the have fun you of ice dyed denim. I have not, I have not, but it is, it is like the cotton Lycra knits that I've used where it's mm. primarily cotton with a very small amount of, yeah. of Lycra for stretch. And so it should dye in the same way. Cause that's how the dyes work. And I haven't, I but I, like, um, it might scrunch, you know how you scrunch up. Yeah. It might not scrunch the same. Oh, I think it won't. Yeah. I agree. Cause it's a very different thickness of fabric. Yeah. Um, most of what I've dyed has been lighter weight than that. I do yeah. think I've done some linens that have been bottom weight linens. And, mm. um, this is not an overly heavy denim, but I think that denim still scrunches different than linen. So okay. I'll be interested to find out, but it's, I, I think it's exciting to to get a chance to learn on that one. So I'm I'm very. You won't do the scraps first. No, I won't. I'll, I'll, of course not. Why would I do that? That sounds too much like planning. I'm going to go straight into it and see what happens. Because the truth is, the absolute worst case scenario is that I hate everything about it dyed, mm-hmm. and I can just dye it black. That's true. And it'll be fine. <laughs> so I think it'll be okay. But we'll we'll find out. I think it's going to be fun. Um, and I am, as you noted, I'm loving that marsupial pouch. There's something about that pocket, which I, I tried on a lark. Now, the way the instructions are written for this, it wants you to use your iron a bunch, which let's try not to be surprised I'm not doing. Um, and you bind the curved part of the marsupial pouch. And this is that, yeah, this is that sweatshirt pouch, right? Where your hands come in and you can hold your own hand in the middle, right? And so the curved part on the side, you're supposed to bind. And then, um, and then after you've bound it, you, um, you tuck under and like iron under all the edges and then top stitch them down as you're sewing it on. And I I did that for one, for one of them. And then after that, I just cut out a second piece and sewed them together and turned it inside out and then stitched it down. Um, Mm -hmm. it loses you the, the binding. Which you can yeah. still do, but it's not as easy because you're not tucking the ends under necessarily. You, so you lose that portion of it because I've chosen not to do that. But I top stitch those pieces before I put it on the mm. the curve, only the curve, yeah. and then I pin and top stitch on after after having turned it right side out. Right, and I like it. I think it looks really cute. It's a lot easier, a little bit lower lower stress in terms of given that I'm not going to iron it. Oh, oh, but guys, guys, if you're a Target shopper and you get this early enough that they still have them at Target in the dollar spot, which is now really the $5 spot, they have for $5 a little um, flat iron. It's like six or seven inches long. It's just the tiniest flat iron in the world. And if you've ever thought, could I have like a hair flat iron? If you've ever thought, could I turn and iron my cuffs of my pants while sitting at my sewing machine? The answer is yes, but you would need a little baby flat iron for this. 
So there's an option there if that's a thing that appeals to you as an experimental thing. Yeah, low cost, worth a try. Yeah, not bad at all. So have there been any patterns released recently? (laughs) Today's Taco Tuesday. (laughs) I love Taco Tuesday. So this is the first issue of Taco that you have been able to have a um, digital subscription for that had all the patterns in a digital format. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is how it was the moment that I pulled the trigger on subscribing. Okay. (laughs) Is when they made that announcement. So I have this one and I have already printed four of the patterns. Okay. Let's talk about the one. So there's, let's see, one, two, three, four, and that's nine. The 13 patterns in it. 12. You counted over it twice. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> they it's made it pattern. sneaky the way they summarized it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so I have printed parabolic, which is okay. a button up shirt with a, a high neckline. And already you're going, wait like a minute. A, a collar stand. Yes. But no it's collar. a collar stand. Yeah. yeah. And already it's like, why would she print that? It's yeah. a button up shirt. Now, the reason I did is not the view they show in this um, sort of summary view that you'll find in our show notes. There is an alternate view where the front is cropped and then goes into that back the way that it is where it's lower in the back. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's cropped across the front and at the back it scoops down like like a shirt tail hem, right? Uh-huh. Like that kind of curvy yep. space, but a little bit longer, I think. I owned a shirt almost exactly like this when I lived in the dorms in the eighties and it was, it was a big deal. It was like a shirt that I loved that I wore until I wore it out. I embroidered every inch of it to cover stains and holes. I loved it and it was a button up and it did have the collar stand. It was exactly this with that cropped front and I want to make it, I want to make it again. And I think it feeds into today's theme because I think when we get to today's theme, this is something I'm able to wear under a pinafore mm. or over a dress or in a variety of different ways. So I'm really excited about the possibility on this shirt. What do you think of this shirt? Well, I have a question for you about it because I can't imagine you wearing something that high up on your neck. Oh, I'm definitely not doing that. Okay. <laughs> It'll just be that open, open button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would um, never button it up to the collar stand. Yeah, this I, I like this. Um, I like the the pictures of this better than the drawing here. The yeah, the pictures. photos are definitely much better. Yeah, and this one is designed by a member of the Instagram community. I'm forgetting which designer, but it's one I've seen. Oh, cool! In my feed, the designer comment on. I get the feeling that for a lot of these, there are often folks who are Instagram as well. Yeah, right, um, right. I've also obviously I've printed Jordan, which is their version of an overall. Oh yes, and that is th- so. This overall is basic. I think it's it's pretty. It's a pretty basic overall, right? Like, which one would you yep. say it's close to? Well, I've really I haven't made a whole bunch of them. I've looked mm-hmm. at a whole bunch of them. It's probably closer to um, what's the one that's by Waves and something. Oh. Oh, the Burnside bit? No, that's a. Uh, anyway, it's it's, a, it's something like that. It's got a it. It's dungarees. I know it's got the front square like you normally have with pockets yeah. on it, but the straps just go to the back and they crisscross over and attach at the waistband at the at the base oh, of your back. 
Oh, okay. So it doesn't, I see. Okay. Yeah. There's not a back on this one, particularly. It's just the crisscrossy overall strappies. And I like it. I think it's cute. I'm going to give it a go. I'm always wanting to make something from taco and I'm never doing it because, (laughs) because I'm not tracing patterns. Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm, I'm excited. That one's sitting on my cutting table as well, ready for me to go. Um, I think far and away, though, the most popular item that I've seen have been, there are two of them, one that I've bought or one that I've downloaded and printed and one that I haven't. Marsupial has seemed to be very popular. So they have a great image of that on their website where there's like- They really do. It's a a great picture. I think it's denim that they made it out for that. Yep. Um, And it's, you know, this waste thing that you could use while you're working at, you know, if you're some kind of, any kind of artist or creative person or just, you know, craft person of any kind. And it has a zipper at the top. And then there's like, like a pencil pouch, a couple pencil pouches, and then an open pouch. It just looks really cute. It's very similar to the um, LB textiles. Yeah. Are you going to make this one? Oh, I don't know. So the thing that I see that, like, I don't know if I'll wear it because what would I use that for? So for me, because I'm not the kind of artist who wears it, sewing doesn't really lend itself to this necessarily. I think I'm going to make it with a longer strap and I'm going to have it as a crossbody to take on vacations when I am doing a thing where I just want, you know, like a couple of things in my, my purse to carry mm-hmm. with me. And I'm going to use this in that space. I think I see. I'm forever looking for a place to tuck in business cards. I'm looking for a way that I'll be able to write something down. I'm looking to bring my lipstick, which I can vary the size of the pencil pouches to hold. <laughs> but there's also that zipper, right? So you can put it yep. in there with your credit card, whatever. Yep. This, you know, so actually um, I will be going to um, New York next week for Vogue knitting live. Um, yeah. And that kind of event where you're at, um, you know, one of those places where there's these big marketplaces yep. and everything, that would be a perfect thing to wear that to, right? Yeah. Because you'd be able to have like a little notepad in there for taking notes yep. or whatever. You'd have your credit card, you'd have a pen. That's a great example of something for, you know, even if you're just going to some kind of marketplace like that, I think that'd be great. Yeah, and that's that's how I expect to use it. Um, I'll be honest, though, I still haven't made my Sandhill sling. And so even though I've printed this one out, the odds that I'll actually get to it are pretty slim. Um, it makes a great, great Christmas gift, is what I would say. Um, I think so. But, I, think it's, I think it's just really great. I, I agree with you. I, I think it's wonderful. And I do want to make one, like I say, for me on travel, I I you know, having a place to put a pen, to put a lipstick to whatever would be marvelous. So I I really thought that one was cute. The other one that I have not downloaded, but that's been um, sort of visible on my Instagram has been the Aurelia dress. And the Aurelia dress is their cover image for the magazine. Yes. Um, And I think they did a really good job of it as a cover image for the magazine. It's a bold white and blue print. Um, the dress itself is cut into quadrants. So the the front is bisected um, both vertically and horizontally into quarters, right? There's yeah. a slit at the front of the skirt. It's a slim fitting skirt with what looks like some pleats at the front of it. The sleeves look in the in the illustration, they look grown on with gathered wrists. I'm not sure that they are grown on, but they're they... not because if you look at the blouse, it looks like they're um, 
their normal sleeves, like set in sleeves, not, not, yeah, not gathered at the, at the shoulders, but then gathered at the, at the wrists. Right. And it's, I mean, it's just a, it's a nice looking statementy dress. It's the sort of dress I could imagine making in some really neat fabrics and having it be what you wear when you have an event, a cocktail hour or something else that you want to go to and look really cute at this as a, also just made as a plain office dress like out of a plain linen or something and what i like also the skirt looks like it has those pockets you like yes it does look like the cutaway pockets i agree yeah so i did um, count this as three patterns but it's really you know the dress and then blocked in half the blouse and the and the skirt right i mean i guess they are three patterns because they well, there's a waistband and, and, and what looks like Way belt different. loops on the skirt and the right. dress isn't bisected or the shirt isn't bisected. So there are some differences, Okay, um, but you could get similar looks by putting together the skirt and the shirt for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I got is over it, which is an apron, but it's really just an open backed dress. Yeah. You could make it very hospitally, right? Yep. Yeah. But you, you uh, could, but you could also... If you had a longer hospital or recovery stay somewhere, you could make this as a thing that could work in that scenario. So, (laughs) But also, it doesn't have to be that. It is very much, it's, this is totally much, although there looks like there's some gathered sleeves, they're lower down than on the shoulders. So I could, Mm -hmm. I I would definitely be interested in it, but it definitely looks more my style, I think, because it's like over something. Like I would wear jeans under it and it would be, it'd be great because I could reach my back pockets easily. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I just liked it. I was thinking of it in terms of like, we have, we have aprons in the kitchen, but they're all sort of kitschy character aprons that somebody got for us. So there's like a Freddy Krueger apron and then there's, <laughs> there's other stuff like that, but they're really traditional aprons that are they're you know, sort of the square top and the skirt that wraps and ties. And none of them really appeal to me for my cooking needs. And yet I do use an apron regularly when I'm cooking something significant because otherwise I'll have little grease spots and other things all over my clothes. Well, this, you could make a terrible mess and keep your clothes clean, right? It really is oh, a high yeah. coverage. So yeah, I mean, it covers everything. This. Let me describe this because it's it's really, to me, just, yeah, it looks more like an open back dress, as you said. So it looks like um, the top part is sort of, um, if you take off the sleeves, it's just like like a grown-on tee, a very plain grown-on tee. But then you have these gathered sleeves um, at the top and the wrist. And then there's a gathered skirt on it. And it's just very, like, loose. It reminds me of, like, a zero-waist kind of style. Yeah. Yeah. Which it might be low-waist. And I... I I don't know why, but it just really appealed to me enough to buy the pattern, not buy it, to download and print the pattern because there's still a cost associated with that. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, um, one thing I like, um, one of the patterns that I really like, so I like a couple of them. One of them is the artist because the artist to me looks like, um, it looks like a lab coat. Yeah, it does. That was my first thought. Yeah. So it's, it's a longer kind of, it's, you know, it's one of these sort of worker coats that a lot of, a lot of places have patterns for, but it's a little longer. Um, and there's a pocket, a top, you know, front pocket, like a, like a pen pocket up top. And then there's two bigger pockets, at least two. I'm not sure what the one side is, but there's, you know, really large patch pockets, um, and a, and a collar on it. I like that one a lot. What do you think of that one? 
I I mean, I like it. I like the lab coatiness of it. It's not one I would be likely to myself use because it's it's just not it's not right for my lifestyle. But I think it's I think it's a nice looking design. Yeah. The other one I really like is the Berkeley. It's a top. Okay. The Berkeley looks to me like a chef's coat. Oh, it does. You're right. It does. It does. I can't not see that, right? Except for that it has the short sleeves. But it's, um, so it is like a chef's coat. Thanks, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) So it it has a, it has one of those like collar stand, but no um, collar. Um, but it's asymmetrical. The, the buttons are, I guess, on the left side going down. It just kind of looks cool to me. I agree that it's cool looking, but I can't stop seeing a chef's coat. But I think the way you'd stop seeing the chef's coat is to not make it white or black. (laughs) Yeah. Or or houndstooth, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, as long as you stay out of those color zones, but I think the other thing here is, and I think it was part of the point of this episode, obviously, was um, a lot of these are garments that would be appropriate for use by people in craft professions. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. I mean, artists. You um, called it an episode. Oh, I did again. I always call taco episodes. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but but the, the lin, which is a vest that has some interesting pockets in it, sort of loose fitting would be one. Marsupial, Berkeley, Artist, Jordan, those are all, and over it are all very, very obviously appropriate. Well, how do the genie pants handcraft. fit in? Which ones? The genie pants, the spirits. The spirits? You know, I got nothing. Um, it's sort of like Aurelia. <laughs> I think it fits in in that category of things artists would wear. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, right, right, right. Not while they're working. Um, yeah, that's true. And and Look loose as well because loose is that weird pant that's got like half a skirt front. Um, yeah, you know that kind of yeah, that's an interesting um, that's an interesting look. It's like a skirt but pants. Except not yeah. Except I feel like skirts hide what they're doing better. Like from the front, you would never guess it was oh, pants, I see. and from the back, you definitely know it's pants. Yeah, is really the the big difference for a skirt for me. Um, but it's yeah I don't know it to me it was just it was a thing I feel like I've never seen something like it before um that's one thing you can you can get from taco is there's always like a good variety and there are things that that you wouldn't you wouldn't have seen elsewhere mostly a hundred percent I I definitely agree and it's I don't know it's always interesting always interesting to see what they've done and how it I don't know how they've interpreted it. I <laughs> Yeah. I am um, um, and I do like the the pictures that you know we're just looking here on the sort of they're not even really line drawings, they're just illustrations of yeah. the, of the pictures. Um the Lynn is a vest that I think would be very useful to a lot of artists um because it has these pockets and stuff. It totally looks like something Jim would like me to make out of safety uh, green color for him. Yeah. And it's, it is a zero waste design. Is it? Um, Lynn is, and it's, uh, it's reversible. Oh, I know. Right. That's really um, cool. Utilize, it says it utilizes almost all of the required fabric. Um, and because of its modular design, you could easily lengthen or shorten by mm-hmm. equally adjusting right front, back and side panels. So it's got a lot of potential there. And I, I think it would be, 
enormously lovely in a heavyweight linen as well, like the 4C22 or something. Yeah, like more drapey than than what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think you could also make it obviously out of canvases or other really structured um, fabrics. It's it's wonderful. So um, as always, Taco Magazine, great job. Great job. Yeah, great job. Um, And I think the Taco Magazine uh, leads really well into what our actual topic for this week is, which is capsule wardrobes. And I think that what they've put together there is, is largely a standalone capsule by itself. It's sort of an expression of a bunch of different things that you might wear together, pull together for a specific purpose. Is that kind of what a capsule wardrobe is? Well, let's talk about that. What do you think of when you think of like a capsule wardrobe? Because we were discussing before this what it was and like you thought it had to have some kind of mixed match element to it. I think it does. So when I think of a capsule wardrobe, I immediately think, well, there are two parts to it. One is now I only own four items. That's like my entire closet. <laughs> it's probably 10, whatever. And I have to put them all together in different ways. So it's like, how many different ways can you wear 10 pieces? And so that's the first thing that comes to my mind. But even if you remove the element that is how many ways can I wear this incredibly limited thing, like when you Google capsule wardrobe and instead of looking at the articles, you hit the images, Mm -hmm. a lot of the images are a six foot or a four foot closet rod with no more than 20 items on it. And that's what they're starting. That's how they're illustrating capsule, right? when they came up with the word for it, the person who who coined that for a wardrobe, it really was that. It was like, I think they had a total of, including shoes, I think each pair counted as one, but like not each individual shoe. Um, but it was like 33 items that they could use for the entire season or something. And so that includes all the things, right? Um, yeah, and, and that's um, nuts. Um, for me, that's nuts. That's not yeah. a functional I have more than 33 pairs of shoes. That, that well, just isn't functional. But the other remember, piece of it. Oh, remember, sorry. Go on. Yeah. Do you remember in the 80s when um, there was this there was this knit kind of um, company that did, it had a similar idea where you could use all these things interchangeably. And one of the things was like this knit, like zip up jumpsuit. And then you could put a shirt over it or you could wear it by itself. You could put a big belt around it. Do you not remember this? I, I don't, but my guess is that they didn't make it in my size. Maybe not. And that yeah, there's probably, probably not, a reason probably I don't, right? Is like, it it was like a me. big deal. And they would like, I think they'd sell it in like people's houses and stuff. Anyways. I don't um, remember that, but I've told you I went through my linen fla- phase and that was wearing flax clothing. The com- mm-hmm. brand name was flax. Oh, okay. And what flax was, was granimals for adults who like, um, shapeless linen clothes. Okay. And so Perfect. that's for me. I, I know. So it'd company. be like boxy tops and every season they'd release three or four colors and two or three patterns. And the same thing for the pants and the jumpers and the pinafores and all of it. So that that season stuff all went with each other oh. without any issues. So it was, so it was Garanimals for adults. Like yeah. if you, And I always thought they should actually put that in the tag, right? So that you could be like, oh, it's a tag with orange. That means it goes with all my other orange tagged things. But Um, but that was so it it is a thing that people like clothing companies have tried for in different ways for years. And that's kind of what I think of it like is like, 
what Jess at Fat Bob and Girl has done with determining what her colors are, what feels good in her wardrobe, but then she'll periodically just be like, and look, if you take these six six pieces, look at the 30 outfits I can make out of them. Look at the ways I can put them together so they look like different things. And so for me, the essence of capsule wardrobe is probably that, that idea of you've got a, a relatively constrained container of clothing and you put the pieces together in different ways. Okay. Um, Tomcat Stitchery does, um, I don't know if they always do this, but um, I've seen a lot of time, several times they do these things, they call them modules and it's like for a season. And in the module, there's one topper, which is like a sweater or something like that. There's two bottoms and three tops in it. And um, that was like, I think there's actually more than that in their normal module. This is, they did a a YouTube series on this where they had like a competition and that was sort of what you had to have to do the competition. Hmm. Um, And I thought they have a really great, um, she has a really great YouTube channel where she goes through, you know, all these different things. She does a lot with cashmere and, and love notions. Um, And um, anyways, I think that's, that's an interesting thing to do. So the reason I'm interested in this is because I'm going on a very big vacation in May, which is a two week vacation to Portugal. <gasps> yes. I'm very excited about that. Um, and, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to New York city this weekend so, so I can shop for the things that I want. <laughs> so I need to kind of pull together what I need to do. So for me, this capsule wardrobe, I'm looking at a specific purpose. Like what would I have for a vacation? Like what would I need? for that vacation. So not really a season. Okay. No, I mean, that's fair. It just, it hasn't been how I've thought about it, but that's a, that's a really, yeah, that's really helpful as sort of a context, a way that someone like myself who mostly wears one garment at a time, like right now I happen to be wearing overalls, but that's because I'm in this weird phase right now. I don't know why. Um, But generally in my wardrobe, I'm wearing a dress and I'm probably not even putting a cardigan or anything else over it. But if I am, I'm mostly using knitwear as my second piece and I either purchase that ready to wear or I commission that for people who make knitted Mm -hmm. items. Um, But I'm probably not generally sewing the second piece that I'm wearing. And so if I think of the way that I think of a capsule as requiring you to mix and match, I'm really limited because everything I make is sort of standalone. So that's interesting. I like that idea of being able to pull it together, but, but more importantly, what are you doing in Portugal? Like, how are you going to dress for it? Even if you don't want to share yet, because you haven't been, all the intimate details of your vacation. <laughs> what, are, what are you going to make? So um, I've talked. So um, there's, I don't know if they want everyone to know this. So I'll just say one of our listeners has a um, vacation home in Portugal. Yeah. And so I've talked to them about this. Um, about what the weather might be like at that time. And so it will be around for it's, it's May is warm, but not hot in Portugal, like maybe 60 or 70. That's our right. temperature, I don't know, around less than 25 uh, Celsius. Um, and so, but I think that means we need to be prepared for chili too, like in the mornings and evenings. It right. might be chilly. So, um, but, but you need wraps. Yeah, but we will do a lot of walking. And I find when you're doing exercise, you can give yourself 20 extra degrees, right? Like if you're, if you're walking, that's a dedicated exercise. So anyways, I probably want to have shorts 
um, and tops and a couple of dresses. I'll need pants too, but I'll probably just bring ones that I already have. Um, so I definitely want to make some new shorts for this. So here's a question, because this is obviously the answer for those in-between temperatures. Mm-hmm. Will you be doing the shorts that you can zip the legs on and off of? <laughs> no, I will not. I what will about not. for Jim? I feel like Jim <laughs> could be game for that. And then you could make different shorts, like the leg part could be different fabrics. So there could oh, be yeah. so much adventure there. Yeah, because we really, we really want everyone to know we're American. I mean, I think the whimsy aspect could definitely be so much fun, but you <laughs> you seem to be saying to me that you think there's there's possibly some judgment that could go along with this. There's a certain dork factor, right? I mean, if he wore them with Crocs, I think he could pull it off. I'm just, I'm giving you as many hints as I can for what you could do here. But, okay. Okay. but instead, I guess I could be excited about what you're actually going to do. Um. So... I really want to make the true bias Danny shorts and pants. Um, there's two um, size bands for that, which I've linked both here. The largest goes up to a 62 inch hip. And although they do sell the two size bands separately, I do want to commend them because they make it very easy to find their the size chart. They're for oh, each good. pattern, there's a measurements tab and you click on that. And the final, the the body measurements, the final garment measurements, and the fabric requirements show up right there. It's like, oh, this is perfect. It's a <laughs> good model for other companies. Um, so I love these shorts. What they are is there's basically like in the front, there's like maybe from the center front out halfway to the hips, there's a, a, a straight panel. And the rest of the way around the waist is, um, sorry, the, the rest Elasticized. of the way around the Yes. So, and it's a stitched down elastic. So it's got like a kind of nice band there. I think those are really um, nice shorts. I own this pattern, but I've never made it. And I have this textured cotton that I got from uh, from Core Fabrics. And I think it would be awesome for these. Yeah, those are those are really cute. That is the uh, the sort of three channel looking. It's not channels, but the three stitch down. Yes. For the elastic is one that I've loved on the Calder pants as an example. I think it's it's a really neat way to finish elastic. So um, I love that. Um, I, I think the only objection I'd have to these, and I will obviously not be wearing them, is that, um, yeah, you, you get all the comfort of elastic and still have all the annoyance of making a zip fly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is I could make it faux zip because I would I won't have to open it. Yeah, I mean, me, you know, yeah, I, yeah. my suspicion is most people with that much elasticizing that most yeah. people probably want to open it. But I just thought that was that that was funny that you could you could manage yeah, to make it, an elastic waist where you still had to put a zip in. But it's um yeah, so I could although they do have a version that's zipper free. But I mean, I could make that and just not put a zipper and make it look like there was one because I'm certain I don't need the that's zipper. That's true. Yeah, but I do like the look. It is cute. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, I also really love, as you know, the Closet Core Pietra shorts. Yeah. And those go up to a 63-inch hip. And, of course, I make I have my own little version of the So How 7 free-range slacks that I just make shorter. And right. um, I, I have some versions of that. I think those are all good shorts yeah. options. And they're all good options for a travel trip, which may be different from shorts I would wear. Definitely shorts different from shorts I'd wear, you know, at the gym or something. You know, so these are... Yeah. 
I like the Pietra closet, the closet core Pietras. I do wonder. So when I travel, I tend to keep anything I keep in my pockets. I tend to prefer to keep zipped or otherwise sort of enclosed because there are, there are issues with not being familiar with where you are Mm -hmm. and whether or not um, there are pickpockets and things like that, that target tourists. Mm -hmm. And I think even without the zip on, legs, there's a possibility you and Jim could be identified as tourists from time to time. Um, I wonder if with the Pietras, it would be possible to add a zip to those pockets or other closure. Oh, whether you would or not, I just sort of, because they're neat pockets, but they're not ones I think of naturally as having, having a closure and the way that they're built, you'd have to put some effort in, I think, to put a closure in. It just made me wonder. Yeah, that would, that put some, you'd have to put some effort in it. I don't tend to put anything in my pockets except my hands. Um, oh, well, or, perfect. Um, except a back pocket, I put a phone, but of course you don't really, if you're worried about somebody taking things, you don't want to put it in your back pocket. Um, but I have, I would have a, you know, some kind a of crossbody or something. Yeah. Anyway, it was just kind of a curiosity. So what are you going to pair with these? I assume a bunch of dresses. <laughs> Maybe. But um, I have some top ideas that I want to do. Um, so I have a couple of tops that I'm interested in, but I'm actually still thinking about tops that I'll, I'll use for this. But um, number one is the Elizabeth Suzanne Georgia tee. I love this top because it is a simple boxy top and it changes so much depending on if you make it from like a linen to, I made it, the other one I have is like a silky noil. It's not silk noil, but it's a rayon uh, linen blend and it drapes so nice. But um, this Georgia tee, I've also taken the Georgia tee. It, it comes as a dress with a maximum hip of 62 inches. Um, but you can also make it um, by, I've, I've made it by putting the, um, a gathered skirt, like shortening the, t- the top version and putting a gathered skirt on it. And uh, I actually just wore that yesterday. It's very comfortable. But that top is super comfy, super simple. Doesn't require too much fabric. I really like that one. So that's, that's a, awesome. kind of a go-to, easy to wear on vacation. Now, I made, for our trip to Portugal last year, I made the, a couple of uh, Helen's Closet's Reynolds dresses. And what that is, is a, it has kind of a wide strap. It's kind of, it's a sundress. And um, it's, it's like an, how do I describe it? It's kind of like overalls front of a, of a sundress, but, um, it's a very nice, comfortable dress and you can make it as a top. And I think it would be a really nice top, but there's no sleeves on that. So I definitely want to have some kind of little sweater over that. So maybe like something like the, the Marlo sweater or, you know, some kind of like simple, sweater over it. Yeah. Are the arm size deep enough that you could also wear it as a, um, like as a, with a t-shirt under it, or is it, are the arm size not deep enough? Like if you just extended those straps, I bet it could be worn with things under it. Should you choose to do that? That's a, that's a good point. Um, I've never done that with it, but I can check cause I have the dress. Yeah. I just, it's I one of those where I, 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 I wonder, it just feels like it might be great for that, you know, which is something yeah. I'm starting to look for now that I've started doing overalls is kind of this question of how yeah. do things work underneath it? So, yeah, right. And that's a good, that's a good point. I should, I should check that out. Um, but those are kind of the top options that I've thought about right now. I also, um, am interested in maybe finding 
a nice little button up top that I could that I could use. Well, we I do have uh, a few dress options that I like, and I may turn these into, um, you know, I can make some of them into tops, I guess. Um, but I really, and anyways, I wear my dresses like tops. These are kind of, I don't know, I guess most of the things I'm choosing is, is as if it's going to be a little warmer than it is. But um, I think I, most I, of the things you're choosing are based on the idea that you could put something over it or under it. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that's true. So that's kind of like a capsule thing. I just need to have some over and under things, which I have. Um, one of the things that I'm interested in is, and I have this, I bought it right when it first came out, is the Savi Sundress by Sohow 7. I love that company and I love this sundress. It's very, uh, it's it's pretty plain. Uh, it's a tank style. I mean, what, how would you describe this, Jenny? You're better at this than me. I, you know, I always end up going back to actually asking the designer to describe it. And in the case of the Savi, it says it's a perfect summy, strappy summer dress. It's great for layering over a t-shirt as a pinafore when the temperatures drop. So it has got, um, a looking at it, it is, uh, one piece. It looks like it doesn't look like it's stitched in the middle. Is that true? That's right. Oh, it can be. You've got options. You can make an elastic waist, but it's a one piece, not quite as full as a line Mm -hmm. um, dress with a V-neck in the front and thicker straps, like the kind of straps that could hide a bra. Yes. (laughs) And then it's got those big pockets like um, that are stitched down on the inside so that they stay in place, which means you could actually put things in them and they'd be a prime candidate for adding a zip to if you wanted to. That's true. And they also have, um, uh, it has a split hem, which I like that. I miss the split hem, but you're right. It does. I like that a lot. Um, another one is one of Jenny's favorites from it last is. year, the Karamia Maui um, yesterday dress that comes up to a 62 inch hip. And I made one out of linen that I just love. And I love it with a little sweater over top of it too. You know what I'm thinking of doing too is like a what I maybe don't have in my wardrobe is like a sweatshirt that's just made out of some very light sweatshirt, you know, like to put over yeah. things. Um so maybe I maybe I should focus on getting some fabric that's like heavier than jersey so that it has enough structure to be like a sweatshirt. Um I, I think you could focus on that if you were going to New York anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be able to do that. Um, but this I could easily put, um, I, I've worn almost every time I've worn my yesterday dress because of the, the my favorite one, which is the, out of this pink and orange linen. Um, almost every time I've worn it, it has been over jeans because it's a little too short anyway. But now. Um, do you make, did you make the one with the gathered skirt or did you make the one that is sort of um, a bias cut looking sort of not quite a line? Gathered skirt. Okay, cool. I, to me, both of them look like things you might enjoy in different ways. And the top version that's not got the gathered skirt would probably also fit within the kinds of things you might often wear. You know, I all I think that yeah, the top version without the gathered skirt is actually that would be a great thing to bring on vacation too, right? Yeah, that's a nice little tank top. I also have been looking. 
for things to make for working out. And that would be perfect for a workout top if I use different fabric. Although it's not made for knit, I could. I I think with a relatively stable knit, you could make it work. And if it was an unstable knit, you could make decisions like about how to, how to alter it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it's, it's cute. I love how much bias tape it uses. I, I really enjoy putting that together with the bias tape. Um, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a great dress for layering under things or over things. It just, and it's also, yeah, it can be kind of a workhorse as far as, is. have you worn it over like a t-shirt? I just started doing that this week. And I think it's because I started making overalls. I have stuck t-shirts under it and I like it. I've actually stuck cardigan sweaters under it because I thought they'd be cute and they were. (laughs) Okay. That's really, that's a really good idea too. Like I can make, um, I, I don't think I would be comfortable with a cardigan sweater under it. It would bother me, but I think like a, like a, a close fitted t-shirt would be really good. There's a, the, the cashmere at Concord tea is, um, is a fitted t-shirt, which I made, but never wear because I don't wear fitted t-shirts, but under something. Well, the nice thing with the fitted underneath is, yeah, I think it's a it's a whole different thing. I think there are also, and we'd have to look them up to make sure what the different sizes are, but I think that if you were a person who likes one of those crotch snap unitard things, those would be super cute under it too. Now, I have to assume, Beverly, that's not you, but <laughs> if you're someone like me who always gets a little antsy about things rising mm-hmm. when you wear them, for me, that's I'm true. all cropped. So I only wear cropped stuff under things because if I wear it longer, it's going to be either too baggy or right up over my hips. And so there's also that, um, you know. Last year, when you were making the yesterday dresses, you were making some tops that went over it. I did. What were those? Okay. So I made, I made Karamia's dragon fruit dress as a top. So where you put the gathered skirt on. I put um, a gathered like four or five inches and that's all I did. Oh, um, like a, a little peplum. gathered peplum on it. And okay. it was the, the dragon fruit. And I thought it was super cute with it. And I've worn those under my overalls now too. <laughs> oh, cute, cute. Okay, that's great. So the last one that I have selected for a dress, and I know this is kind of dress heavy for someone who didn't always wear dresses, but I, I think this this is so adorable. This is called the Marseille dress from Hey June Handmade. It goes up to a 63-inch hip. Now, I always like a style like this, which is um, very similar to the Hinterland dress, actually, in that it's yeah. bodice and a not very gathered skirt on it. Um, it buttons down the front the whole way. The the um, It's a sleeveless but not tank style. So you could, no. it, it definitely covers everybody's bra on that. Um, and it just looks super comfy and super, like I would wear that and walk around with my Birkenstock sandals all over. Yeah. Town. And it's got like a very gently gathered skirt. It's not a, yes. it's not a poofy gather at all. And honestly, the way they've used sort of contrasty buttons that to me make me immediately think of those nut buttons that you can buy, the ones that are made out, carved out of nut meat or whatever. That or coconut, be super, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that. They'd be super cute for something like that. I, I like it very much. Yeah. And the final thing, Jenny, is I need something hands and shoulder free. <laughs> I really want to get make a hands and shoulder free option for myself. 
And the green style adventure bag is what I would call a fanny pack. Um, it is, um, it's, it's got a zipper in the front. It's got a zipper on top. I've already made one for Jim. I think it would be really great for vacation. And, um, I think I'm going to make one for myself. Awesome. So the green style adventure bag is definitely one of the ones that I have looked at previously as a thing to make, but we all know that at this point I have a list of bags I'm not going to make. <laughs> and so I don't feel like I've done anything useful. Um, but for me, part of what I love about it is obviously that zip front, though I think I would put one on the back as well. Like I'd put a little mm-hmm. secret zipper mm-hmm. pocket yeah. that was really big enough for my passport, my ID that isn't a passport, and my credit card. Because in the U.S., not all businesses accept your passport as ID, which is wild to me. They want a driver's license. <laughs> and so I'd want to have my driver's license, my passport for travel, and my credit card. And having that in a tiny zip pack on the back of it that's pressed against my body means Mm -hmm. I don't have to open the center zip to get to it. And it's always right there. It's like pressed up against me. And so I'd feel really good about that. Otherwise, I think it's flipping adorable. And I want to make your needs. Then you probably the the Sandhill sling is probably better for your needs. I know. (laughs) My mom wears it on the front, on the front of her dress. And you can and you could make the back pocket much easier on that to be, you know, against you yeah. because it's longer. So you right. can easily, like, I think it would be difficult to put a pocket on the adventure bag that would fit your, on the back side that would fit your passport based on the size yeah. of the, the bag. But yeah, no, that makes sense. But I, I love the little bags. I'm, but I've been a, like, I, my, my main purse is a, is a belly bag. It's like, I mean, that's just my normal, my normal purse. So I, I do love, um, I do love that style of bag and it's super cute and they have so many great examples of it in so many different types of fabrics and colors and contrasting zippers and linings and everything else. It's, it's just really neat. Um, so I love it. I am looking forward to when you open your bag making shop because I have so many orders. Um, (laughs) um, Anything else about capsule wardrobes really strike you for today? No, I just, I, if anybody has any ideas like, um, for, for putting together a capsule wardrobe, um, or ideas that they think might be good for vacation, maybe something I should think of something a little bit warmer to have. Um, I'd be open to hearing. I was surprised that there were no cardigan type things in your capsule wardrobe of any sort. Like I like the fuller cardigan from um, Cashmerette. That's one that, that I've made a handful of in very lightweight fabrics and in heavier weight fabrics in order to be able to wear. I think there are a number of um, shackets that could be potentially very useful there, especially... Especially for me, if you cropped them a little bit, you might not want them as long and as as heavy as many of them are, like to the thigh length. But if they yeah. were a little shorter, they might be better. Um, but I, I think that's one of your missing pieces is just sort of that overlayering piece that might be yeah. helpful in in a place that's going to have that 60s, 70s temperature range. Yeah, I think, um, and I do like that um, Marla sweater by True Bias. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be a good one to have. It's also cropped. Yeah. And I, to me, the, the cropped is also, yeah, for me, when I'm traveling, at least, I don't usually like to have a whole bunch of longer layers on me. It yeah. just doesn't, it doesn't feel as sporty as I need my travel garments to feel. So, yeah. 
Um, I think that's great. I I love it. I'm excited to see what you come up with. I'm really hopeful that there will be an entire Instagram post that has like a, a collected image of the garments you'll be taking with you or something similar because, <laughs> because I, I think it's a helpful thing. And now in our show notes, we will have some links to resources. We've got seven steps to a capsule wardrobe, some links to writings that Jess at Broad in the Seams has done as well as the So Liberated Mindful Wardrobe Planning and the video you recommended from Tomcat Stitchery. So um, definitely click through to show notes and check out some of the resources we're offering. And what should folks do if they have something that they'd like us to give away on our program? Uh, They should contact us via DM on Instagram or via our email, punkfrockers at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. (laughs) I because we'd love to have, um, love to hear from you, love to have more sponsors for the show. We don't currently charge for that. Um, we chat you up and give your stuff away. You have to be willing to send it anywhere in the world, which is easy if it's a PDF, a little more complicated if it's a physical item. In addition, are there ways that they can help us out? Yes, they can rate and review us on their favorite um, podcast distributor. I don't know, what do you call it? <laughs> I like it. Um, I like it. And yeah, they absolutely can. And we definitely really appreciate that. And we read each and every one, of course. And then finally, if you're interested, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash punkfrockers. And there you'll have the opportunity to support us with um, just a warm and fuzzy feeling in your heart or at other levels where you can support with benefits, which gets you access to our um, extra podcast each month, our extra episode. Uh, exclusive for patreons and uh, finally with gift where we send out a present once a year and we have just recently finished our round of gift sending out so anytime in the next 12 months we could uh, do our next round for 2023 Um, i'd say there's no telling when except that i've met me and i know that procrastination is one of our um, (laughs) primary values here at punk frockers which may mean it's towards the end of the year um, but we, we've started to see some pictures showing up. You can see us tagged in those if you follow along, uh, of the small, um, zipper bag that we sent to folks filled with a variety of labels representing previous challenges. And of course, our absolutely, um, fabulous tagline, which is, we will see, see you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Punk Frockers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frockers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art. 